0: Midi Innovation Vault, the deep dive into digital therapeutics, core principles, current trends, and future snapshot. Episode two. In this release of Midi's Innovation Vault podcast series, listen to Midi's principal, Gregory Montalbano, discuss and explore his deep understanding of the importance and requirements of the world of digital therapeutics known as DTX as related to the healthcare device industry. We're talking with Gregory Montalbano. He's the co-owner of MIDI Medical Product Development. MIDI is a turnkey medical product development consulting firm that works with its clients in innovating new medical platforms from early research and concept development to full commercialization. Greg, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Great. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day to continue with our, our podcast series here on, on Digital Therapeutics. Greg, before we dive into the details of this podcast, can you ground us with a brief overview of today's subject matter and series high-level topics? on digital therapeutics.
1: Sure, Matt. In today's podcast series, we'll dive into the details of digital therapeutics, covering topics like what is driving the demand for digital therapeutics, establishing digital therapeutic regulatory quality in today's crowded market, as well as the forms that digital therapeutics take on to serve
0: the medical market. Sounds great. Greg, can you ground use this us a little bit with a definition of digital therapeutics in as few words as possible? I, I know that's not like that come, doesn't come easily for you, Greg. I understand, but let's give it our best shot here.
1: Sure, Matt. Uh, as few of words as possible. Okay, here it is. Digital therapeutics are medical treatments that can make medical claims, receive regulatory authorization and reimbursement.
0: So, Greg, can you explain to me how digital therapeutics are different from, say, health apps?
1: Sure, Matt. DTX products are to health apps what prescription drugs are to vitamin supplements purchased in a convenience store.
0: Okay, that's, that's pretty clear. Uh, that's, a, that's a good picture. So let's dive into those topics you mentioned earlier. Greg, tell us what's driving the demand for digital therapeutics.
1: Yeah, Matt. So from the highest level, there exist healthcare trends that are converging and driving the digital therapeutic industry's continued growth. And those trends are really born from the demands for a higher degree of control over their health of the different patients. Smartphones and other home healthcare devices give them access to information and capabilities that they've never had before. And the second is there's quite a bit of drug treatments that are insufficient for most chronic diseases due to the requirement of support, education, and monitoring, such that diseases can be effectively managed by their patients. So this ever-expanding demand for digital health platforms points to the empirical evidence that healthcare providers and systems have been and continue to struggle in the effective management, as well as the rising cost, for an increasing patient population. So based on these trends, payers and regulators have been gravitating towards the pay for performance and value-based care model. So this really opens the door to innovative contracting and performance-based rollout scenarios, which allow for data collection, generating a feedback loop and providing evidence that drives continuous digital therapeutic innovation. So this affords a marketplace environment that allows healthcare providers to pilot trials with well-documented data and outcomes. As well, simultaneously, this assists in digital therapeutic organizations developing partnerships with patient segments and gaining exposure and launch their product platforms.
0: Greg, as you discussed in episode one, digital therapeutic technology development programs and applications typically come with several challenges that require specialized navigation for medtech device developers, in particular regulatory. With regards to digital healthcare application solutions applied across the healthcare systems, can you speak specifically to the digital therapeutics regulatory challenges?
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd be glad to, Matt. So there are many unique sets of challenges to navigate through, both from a development standpoint as well as a regulatory standpoint and it's always important to establish digital therapeutic quality in this crowded market. So digital therapeutics are evidence-based digital treatments, also known as software as a medical device. So unlike generic health apps that you would get, uh, they're freely available for download. DTX applications undergo rigorous clinical and regulatory review to ensure the highest standards of efficacy and safety. So DTX, they can be prescribed by physicians as standalone treatments or alongside of existing drugs or therapies. Their digital nature enables them to target and treat otherwise rarely addressed symptoms, empowering patients by lowering the threshold to access of high quality care. So when you think about it, the DTX market is really young and rapid growing, undergoing this digital transformation. So currently there exists hundreds of thousands of digital health applications that are available for download and use across various platforms. So it's estimated that less than 1% of those are evidence-based. So there exists the danger that digital health and therapeutic markets is entering into the age of severe skepticism because of the large quantity and variance in quality and effectiveness along with the lack of established criteria, but really that's changing right now. So the FDA has had a active pre-certification program in place and this program's purpose is to expedite digital therapeutics approvals pathways by focusing on companies established quality processes and infrastructure rather than the digital therapeutic service or the device itself. So there's been industry and congressional pushback regarding whether the FDA has the authority to operate in this pre-cert type of program. And as part of the 21st Century Cures Act, the FDA has created the Breakthrough Device Program to optimize the regulatory approval process for new medical applications that offer improved and unmet treatment or diagnosis for serious diseases over existing applications. But also keep in mind that the indirect result of global regulatory differences is that the industry gets a two-stage landscape.
0: Okay, so there's a particular landscape that affords more innovation and barriers to entry into the digital therapeutics landscape from a regulatory perspective?
1: Yes, so I'll describe it to you. One landscape where it's easier to enter the market and innovate is in the United States. The second landscape, is more difficult such as the UK and Europe due to a more conservative regulatory framework and approach. So the reality is the end result is patients are unable to access digital therapeutics as fast as others. In their defense, digital therapeutics is one of the most rapidly evolving and emerging fields within the medical development community today. So as digital therapeutic technology devices and post-commercialization changes, they sprint ahead of our legislation, the regulatory authorities are pushing hard to keep up and ideally stay ahead of this curve. So despite the regulatory challenges, there exists a critical role for physicians to play in helping determine the success of digital therapeutics. One of the gatekeepers is our physicians. So when it comes to the use of digital therapeutics and claims, physicians want to understand the functions, the effects, the risks, and the benefits of digital therapeutics has to offer in order to use them or recommend them within their practice and with their patients.
0: Okay, got it. So regulation approvals for digital therapies need to be well thought out. Let's talk more about the regulators. What unique challenges are they tasked with for improving DTX applications?
1: Sure, Matt. So digital therapies pose unique questions and challenges for the regulators. Who are charged with approving them. For example, when there are elements of which the therapy might depend on, perhaps the operating system, connectivity, or the device, or even more involved machine learning, all of which need regulating. So the changing application landscape of digital therapy products is also into consideration. So how should regulators approve a product that by design will evolve continuously? As a growing number of digital therapies learn through AI and machine learning, naturally their algorithms will evolve, which will lead to the device no longer being the same as the version that was initially reviewed and approved. So how and when should a follow-up review be deployed? So when you think about it as new data accumulates within the digital therapeutic application, the device will undergo testing against established standards within increasingly granular end user groups and for new indications and applications. By doing so, this affords a great potential benefit for healthcare, but on the flip side of the coin, it also poses a large and ever evolving challenge for regulators. With regards to the FDA, the FDA takes the lead in addressing regulatory challenges that digital therapies raise. In essence, they're forming regulation in digital health. The FDA has been receptive to new innovative digital therapeutics and is focused on introducing appropriate regulation. So in support of this initiative, the FDA launched the digital health software pre-certification program. So this is a program that's approving software-based medical devices. The FDA is aware of how slow and unfruitful it would be for them to approve every software release for a digital product. So they use the digital health software pre-certification program to approve the developer and the organization instead. So by doing so, the digital therapeutic developer and organization can have their development process occur more efficiently with rapid iterations without being caught in a constant approval cycle.
0: Very good. Greg, what advice would you have for digital therapeutic developers as related to the FDA?
1: So my advice is digital therapeutic companies with programs under development should be engaging with regulators early and often. My advice is if you haven't met with them yet, that should be the next thing you should be doing.
0: That's pretty good advice. Let's move on to the last topic of this podcast episode. Greg, could you talk to the different types of digital therapeutics? Sure, Matt. Uh, Let me
1: start out by giving you an outline list of common features that digital therapeutic applications have. So typically they usually involve some form of behavioral or psychotherapy. They can integrate with electronic prescribing, dispensing and medical record platform directly. They can be paired with devices, sensors or other wearables. They can also demonstrate measurable outcomes. And clinicians can often prescribe them, payers provide coverage for them, and the data generated creates a feedback loop for ongoing improvements in care. So as discussed earlier, it's important to keep in mind digital therapeutic applications are evidence-based software products that deliver a clinical intervention and are typically subject to this regulatory oversight, depending on the claim being made for its therapeutic action. So it can be a standalone or in combination with drug therapies. So DTX really are high quality software programs that prevent, manage, or treat a broad spectrum of physical, mental, and behavioral conditions. So in talking about digital therapeutics, they can be used independently or with medications, devices, or other therapies, or all of the above. So in some cases, they may entirely replace pharmacology interventions. For example, DTX designed for mental health or pain management, or offer treatments in which no drug exists. One example being tinnitus. So when digital therapeutics are combined with drugs, for example, Applications that track sensors on asthma inhalers or glucose monitors, DTX can deliver interventions that generate better symptom management, efficacy, safety, adherence, and proper use of medication devices. It can offer improved quality of life, better outcomes, and preventative measures. So a well-implemented DTX can also offer enhanced patient experience and better access to services.
0: Great. Can you break down the digital therapeutic types along with their purpose, description, and current uses?
1: Sure can, Matt. There are three main category types of digital therapeutics. There's standalone, augmented, and complementary. So a standalone DTX application's purpose is to digitally deliver therapeutic interventions that are designed to treat a condition independent of any other intervention. So standalone DTX may be used in conjunction with other prescribed treatments, but can work independently or even replace pharmacological interventions. The current use of standalone DTX is most prevalent in the areas of mental health, where they can be digitally delivered to treat a range of conditions. So talking about augmented DTX applications, Their purpose is to digitally deliver an intervention to augment the effectiveness, management, or treatment of a prescribed pharmacological intervention. This is to augment an existing treatment or therapy that is designed to work in conjunction with pharmacological interventions. So current uses of augmented DTX applications are in the areas such as diabetes, where there are complex conditions, as well as nonlinear treatment regimens. Moving on to complementary DTX applications, their purpose is to digitally deliver therapeutic interventions designed to complement existing treatments or traditional interventions. So they complement and they're designed to improve self management of condition and related healthcare factors. So complementary DTX current uses are, and they exist in the treatment to design to improve self-management of a condition as related to healthcare factors such as obesity, uh, hypertension, and others.
0: Greg, thank you for covering so much detail about digital therapeutics. What DTX topics will you be covering for episode number three of this podcast series?
1: In this series, last episode, number three, I'll discuss DTX Solutions' go-to-market strategies, Define DTX digital therapeutic ecosystems and stakeholders, as well as DTX solutions give-to-get value exchanges for patients. Also, for payers, providers, pharma, and medtech. And lastly, I'll cover the three common features for digital therapy adoption by customers and healthcare providers.
0: Excellent. Greg, thank you so much. Thank you, Matt. You've been listening to episode number two of Midi's Innovation Vault series on the deep dive into digital therapeutics, DTX, core principles, current trends, and future snapshots with host and principal of Midi Medical Product Development, Gregory Montalbano. If you have any questions or comments on today's podcast, or would like to schedule a complimentary consultation with Greg about your business, you can reach him by phone at 1-631-467-8686, or email innovation at midipd.com. If you enjoyed this podcast content, please follow MIDI on social media. Or if you would like to download informative, industry related white papers and supporting material, please visit MIDI's website at www.midipd.com. That's M I D I P
1: D.com.